हेलो एंड वेलकम टू टुडेज पॉडकास्ट आई एम योर होस्ट प्रतीक लिद्धु इट्स अ स्पेशल सेशन वी हैव टुडे डेडिकेटेड टू इंडियाज यंगेस्ट सिटीजन्स ऑन चिल्ड्रंस डे वील बी टॉकिंग अबाउट द क्रिटिकल रोल ऑफ इम्यूनाइजेशन और इन सिंपल वर्ड्स द इम्पॉर्टेंस ऑफ वैक्सीनेटिंग योर यंग वंस Getting the right vaccines at the right age is pivotal to protect a child's life and future. It is in fact the most effective and affordable way to ensure a healthy future for our kids. It is key to a child's survival and missing it or the lack of awareness around it can be life-threatening. You'd be shocked to learn that the world's most vulnerable children miss out on immunization and as a result of it a healthy life. In India at the same time there are multiple efforts that are being taken on this front to ensure accessible immunization to create awareness reduce vaccine hesitancy and more importantly to strengthen India's healthcare system I'm joined by pioneers in this field to tell you more about the immunization efforts in India We have experts joining from John Snow India Private Limited a leading public health organization and from the ISAP India Foundation which is an organization that works closely with the Indian government in managing large and complex projects in routine immunization they have been at the forefront for over 30 years helping create a stronger healthcare system in many parts of the country we have dr sanjay kapoor managing director at john snow india private limited under his leadership jsi has developed a strong portfolio by raising over 100 million dollars in new funding from bilateral multilateral donors and csr He has successfully established several new partnerships and alliances with public and private sector organizations. Under his leadership and guidance, JSI has witnessed the five-fold expansion of programs and size of the organization. He has had several organizational systems developed, garnered membership of key policy and technical committees of the government of India in overall leadership role. Dr Kapoor has also been a recipient of several national and international awards for his exemplary work in the public health sphere. Along with him we have Dr Anuradha Sunil, the medical director at ISAP India Foundation. Anuradha's areas of interest include development of technology driven solutions in healthcare and designing and implementation of innovative healthcare models. She worked with the National Health Services in the UK in primary care and acute hospital trusts for more than 10 years. Hello Dr Sanjay, hello Dr Anuradha, thanks for speaking with me. My first question is to you Dr Sanjay. The most recent and the biggest immunization drives we saw was of course the COVID-19 vaccination drive, right? So let's start with that as an example of giving a short introduction to how the immunization program actually works in India to give our listeners a little insight. So India has the world's largest immunization program. Uh, we have a system of vaccinators. We have about two hundred fifty thousand vaccinators across the country who give vaccination to about twenty seven million children who are born every mm-hmm. day, every year, as well as thirty million pregnant women who get pregnant every year. so we have a system of cold chain where the the vaccines are stored at a particular temperature starting from the manufacturer up to the last mile connectivity uh, there are medical officers who plan the immunization program the covid-19 vaccination was layered on the existing universal immunization program of india same vaccinators were used same cold chain space was used but the vaccines were developed in india in a very quick short period of time they were basically covishield and the covaxin and there were few others also so the entire covid vaccination 
vaccine approval was done in a very short period of time mm-hmm. because of the emergency nature the government of india took lot of steps to quickly get the approvals the manufacturers you know they increased their capacity over time and the entire sort of 95% of india's eligible population was vaccinated in a very short period of time and that is a very commendable work which the government of india has done of course it was partnership there were other donors other partners private mm-hmm. sector also played in ngos also played a very important role which i can explain to you later on and what is the role of the momentum routine immunization transformation and equity project so this project is supported by usaid and the project was uh, given to jsi in august 2021 to actively help government of india to rapidly scale up covid vaccination across mm-hmm. the country so based on the on the data government of india allotted 18 states to jsi to help government of india and the 18 state governments to ramp up covid vaccination in the in the country we identified 26 ngos who were part of this whole initiative we worked at the grassroots level to make sure that you know there is information about covid vaccination there is in there is a clearance of any you know misimpressions which the which the local population may have and it was very focused on vulnerable and marginalized populations mm-hmm. because usually the government of india's programs you know reach to all populations but some at the margins are yeah. sometimes left out like truck drivers like disabled yeah. people like blind people like transgenders like you know migrants who were far away or people who would be usually left out of the healthcare delivery systems so what according to you are the few learnings that this project has gathered from the covid-19 vaccination drive that now can be used in routine immunization for kids specially it's a good question and there were several learnings which were sort of generated when the covid vaccination drive was sort of implemented led by government of india so in a nutshell the first Uh, lesson learned is that we should do a tar- we should do an evidence generation of the communities and target our strategies according to the needs of those particular communities which basically means one size will not fit all and was it something that wasn't happening earlier it was mm-hmm. being done but not at that level mm-hmm. and co- because there was some hesitancy in the covid vaccination we were and we were in an emergency situation yeah. it was all the more important that we had to convert the naysayers into yesayers mm-hmm. and therefore in a very short amount in a very time, short yeah. period of time because it was an emergency exactly. situation routine immunization has been going for decades mm-hmm. but this was an emergency situation and we had to somehow get into the communities understand them and devise quickly devise strategies mm-hmm. to address those issues and then get the vaccines to them and it, it worked very well and that's a very good lesson which we have learned yeah. the second important lesson is that you know there should be a lot of data collection and mm-hmm. strategies should be devised on data yeah. and because we the government of india developed the the covin app through which people were able to get their vaccines you know define where they can get the vaccine when it will be available that was a very good you know technology which really acted as a game changer in mm-hmm. india had that not been there it would have been very difficult for us to reach so many millions of population in such a period short period of time now based on that learning it, the whole uh, program now is for the un, uh, universal immunization the larger immunization program they are developing what is called a uvin 
it is based on the coven module, module uh, but it is much more expanded now and it, and it will be useful for all routine immunization for pregnant women as well as for and children. it will include different kinds of it will include all kinds uh, of vaccines which are available in the immunization program of the country the third lesson is that engagement of local ngos mm -hmm. local influencers as well as community leaders whatever are the local influencers and they may be different in different communities some yeah. places religious leaders are more important some places youth <laughs> yeah. clubs are more important some places uh, faith based organizations are there so whatever are or sometimes panchayats are very strong mm -hmm. so whichever are the local influencers they we should leverage their presence and use them for reaching out to the communities and and convincing them for the need for vaccination that is another lesson which uh, which we have learned uh, the fourth lesson is that you know there should be a tab on misconceptions and especially on the social media <laughs> yeah. that never used to happen before covid vaccination <laughs> there was a lot of misconceptions yeah. lot of you know wrong ideas were being you know um, that vaccine should we should not take it will do this it will do that but keeping a tab on that and doing something to negate those misconceptions mm -hmm. was a very important lesson learned which will help now in routine immunization and therefore going forward government of india has decided that it will keep a tab on it through various means mechanisms partners on its own to make sure that if there are some negative messages going in into the community about vaccination they should be addressed so that you know more and more people and children can get vaccinated so that's another uh, role of media was also very very important in covid vaccination media can play a very important positive role if it wants to by creating good positive stories you know about uh, people who have gotten vaccinated people who have gotten other people more vaccinated yeah. so that you know they are acting as you know change agents into the communities so these are the in in a nutshell few sort of lessons which we have learned which can be used for routine immunization now and dr anuradha would you have something to add to this yes um, we are all aware that covid-19 vaccination was one is the biggest vaccination yeah. drive in the hum history of humankind and there are very valuable lessons that have emerged through this vaccination drive that have the potential to be replicated into the routine immunization as well i will talk about a couple of uh, points or the lessons that we have learned uh, firstly the role of local ngos Uh, local ngos have played a very very significant role uh, in vaccination drive during the covid 19 vaccination they are being engaged in the community uh, their understanding of the complex on ground situations mm -hmm. and the local nuances played a very critical role in the success yeah. of the covid 19 vaccination coming to the next point public private partnerships mm -hmm. they also played a very big role in vaccine distribution we all must have see, uh, seen that the vaccines are were being uh, delivered using boats camels yeah. and uh, you know all sorts of uh, modes of transport so that was one of the biggest achievement during this covid 19 vaccination in vaccine distribution i think the same success can be replicated into routine immunization as well and as ngos you know we uh, at isap we established uh, intersectoral relationships and a great coordination between various government departments as well like we worked with the women and child department education mm -hmm. skill development department social welfare and obviously uh, the health department as well so there was a very big coordination that was uh, happening during the covid-19 vaccination i think these uh, lessons or leveraging these uh, groups can also uh, be utilized in the routine immunization as well next i'll talk about the public building public trust 
we are all aware that during the initial phase of vaccination, there was a lot of myths and rumors going around mm -hmm. about the vaccination. But eventually, all this was overcome by using effective communication and community engagement strategies. And finally, reaching out to the unreached. You know, mm -hmm. there was a lot of um, remote areas in our country, which is very difficult to reach out to. But during this COVID-19 vaccination, there were special vaccination drives and community engagement activities that were deployed mm -hmm. to reach out to these communities. And we were able to see great success in COVID-19 vaccination. I think these are some of the strategies, like, you know, reaching out to special uh, people like coal mine workers, PVTG mm -hmm. populations, tribe populations, disabled people. So there was, I could list out the entire list of uh, entire uh, spectrum of uh, people who normally would have been unreached. Yeah. But COVID-19 vaccination, we were able to reach out to all of them. So in the same way, I think the same lessons can be replicated in um, uh, routine immunization as well to reach out to those children who normally mm. would be unreachable to the regular programs. Yeah. Interesting. One last point I wanted to mention, which COVID vaccination has given a lesson, is that leave no one behind. Yeah. Everybody is equally important. Exactly. The peripheries have to be taken as importantly as the center of the population. Mm. Yeah. And that's actually like something yeah. which can be used for a general vaccination as well. Okay. So before we get into more details, I want to get some context on where we currently stand as a country in our uh, immunization coverage. Uh, and how many people have been reached and what should we be doing? What are some of those gaps that you can still identify right now? So if we are talking about routine immunization coverage, India is doing fairly well in this mm -hmm. sphere. Overall, we have about 76 or 77 percent national mm -hmm. immunization coverage. Mm -hmm. If we talk about individual vaccines like... Uh, DPT-1, our coverage is over 95%. Similarly, DPT-3 coverage is about 95%. Our measles coverage for the first dose is also 95%. Mm. So generally speaking, India is doing very well. Yes, during the COVID pandemic, there was some... Uh, slowdown of the routine immunization because the same health workers were providing vac COVID vaccination uh, and there was lack of movement of there were lockdowns and therefore there was some slowing down of routine immunization to the extent of about 6% uh -huh. but after the COVID pandemic sort of reduced India has been able to catch up uh -huh. and now we are now we are we have caught up on the on the lost ground which we did so I think the Pre-COVID numbers. We, are, we, are we have already achieved pre-COVID mm -hmm. numbers. In fact, now we are improving upon the pre-COVID numbers also. As I mentioned to you, India India's immunization program is largest in the world. We have about 27 million newborns every year who are vaccinated and 30 million pregnant women who get vaccinated every year. Mm -hmm. In terms of uh, COVID vaccination coverage, first dose coverage, we were able to achieve 97% coverage of the eligible population, which is huge, considering that, you know, we have a 1.4 billion total population. And even the second co second dose coverage was also 90% for India, mm -hmm. which was unthinkable. There were a lot of skeptics who felt that India will not be able to do it in a very yeah. short period of time. But, you know, here we are, we did an excellent job of sort of ramping up COVID vaccination in a very short period of time. So generally speaking, India is doing fairly well and it is making a lot of continued and rapid progress. We are adding new vaccines every year now. Mm -hmm. We added rotavirus a few years back. We added uh, PCV four or five years back. We are also thinking about adding new more vaccines also. And the equitable coverage is also improving now. So people who were marginalized or vulnerable, they are being specially taken care of. There are specific... 
campaigns which the government of India called IMIs or Intensified Mission Indradhanush. We have done three rounds which are basically meant for tracking children who are either dropout or left outs. Mm. So those have also given us very encouraging numbers. And how is JSI a part of this whole initiative and what role does JSI play in the larger Indian healthcare sector? So JSI is a not-for-profit organization and we were, we are a key partner of government of India and state governments in helping them to ramp up COVID vaccination and routine immunization also. The COVID vaccination grant was provided by USAID under the Momentum Routine Immunization. But for other routine immunization activities, we have several donors which provide us funds. And we in turn are a member of all technical committees of Government of India on immunization. For example, we also anchor the Immunization Technical Support Unit for Government of India, which actually acts as the nerve center for helping the government of India to plan policies, get data and, you know, define strategies on what should be done for ramping up the routine immunization. We help the government of India in uh, uh, introducing new vaccines rollout. For example, we were the partner for rolling out rotavirus vaccine across the country. We were the partner to government of India on rolling out the pneumococcal vaccine for pneumonia. So, GSI anchors the AFI setup for Government of India. AFIs are, is called Adverse Events Following Immunization. Mm-hmm. It's a very important component of any immunization program in the yeah. world. And we provide them with all the information on what AFIs are happening. And, you know, we do case studies. If there are any issues with vaccination, we sort of do scientific analysis of that and provide information to the government to take actual and accordingly the action which they have to take. Now, Dr. Anuradha, one of the biggest challenges faced even during the COVID-19 vaccination drives was vaccine hesitancy, right? How rampant is it when it comes to children's vaccination and how do you usually fight it? Vaccine hesitancy among parents is still a challenge in several pockets of our country. It's a very complex issue, uh, you know, driven by various factors like misinformation, fear of side effects and cultural beliefs. We have seen several incidences during the COVID vaccination itself that uh, parents were fearful that child will become impotent and men will become infertile or uh, they will become disabled or uh, the death of some of the celebrities due to various other reasons were all attributed to COVID vaccination. And uh, this is more pronounced in underserved areas due to, you know, lack of access, lack of information uh, and also uh, disparities between urban and rural areas. So how do we overcome these kind of uh, misinformation and misbeliefs? Uh, We basically, like I talked about earlier, a deep dive into the community and engage Mm -hmm. the communities. You know, we have to work with the communities, involving them in uh, conducting workshops, one-to-one or group workshops, wherein we talk about their various concerns and addressing those particular concerns to mitigate this vaccine hesitancy. We also have to build awareness amongst the community about the benefits of vaccination. Mm -hmm. We also have to talk about uh, mitigating the misbeliefs and also build the trust and the awareness amongst the community. And thirdly, we have to also improve the public-private partnerships to strengthen the vaccination programs amongst the unreached areas to improve the coverage and also combating the hesitancy. Do you think post-COVID there has been like a decline in vaccine hesitancy generally amongst people? 
I would think so because the government has put in a lot of efforts in reaching to uh, various pockets of population mm -hmm. and uh, various stakeholders like we talked about earlier, NGOs and community organizations, we all have worked together to reach out to these communities and the, the trust that has been built through these previous initiatives are really helping uh, to achieve this uh, childhood vaccination as well. And you had earlier mentioned that uh, immunization among children has increased, right? And the coverage has also increased. So I want to go behind the scenes of this increased coverage. How does it look like? So the main reasons for this improved coverage is that we have much more data now. Mm -hmm. Specific data related to the communities. And there is much more data being used for for defining strategies which are relevant to those particular communities. Wherever we find that there are there is less immunization coverage, more resources are being sort of uh, directed towards those geographies or those communities where the immunization coverage is less. Because the immunization coverage is not homogeneous across the yeah. country. Some states are doing better than the others. So a lot of focus is also going on the areas which are not doing very well. More resources in terms of human resources, financial resources, more vaccines are being sort of transported to those areas. So there's a lot of extra efforts which are going. It is a work in progress. There is still areas of, you know, community specific geographies where the immunization coverage is increasing but not as good as we, as we would like to. So we, we are continuing to make sure that, you know, those areas are focused and, you know, a lot more work is happening there. Lot more work is now being done on social media. Lot more campaigns are being rolled out. More positive information is being rolled out efforts are being made to reduce misinformation on an ongoing basis lot of uh, specific days are celebrated mm -hmm. where there are like children's day and other women's day where there are specific push being made on you know on immunization so dr anuradha all the points that uh, dr kapoor just mentioned what do you think will be the positive impacts of these points on the health and well-being of children in our country See, routine immunization helps protect the children from various uh, life-threatening diseases like polio, measles, diphtheria, mm -hmm. uh, pertussis, tetanus, etc., etc. Obviously, this will um, achieving success in routine immunization will reduce the childhood mor morbidity and mortality rates. And also high immunization coverage will lead to herd immunity, which means the children who are unvaccinated as well can be protected from mm. uh, the vaccine yeah. preventable diseases. And also there is a lot of economic burden on families and the community and the government if we get vaccine uh, preventable diseases. Mm. So by achieving higher vaccination rates will also help us save money in in terms of uh, you know preventing uh, the in terms of uh, yeah. cost involved in the treatments. And India has made a very significant progress in achieving success in eradicating polio. And I'm sure in the coming years, we will also be able to see significant success in eliminating diseases like measles and rubella through our mm -hmm. concerted immunization effort. And, and what are your plans to further strengthen this immunization program? Uh, we will continue to work with the government of India as uh, new technologies are emerging. We will be helping the government of India to leverage the technologies, uh, gather new information, global best practices we like to bring from different parts of the world on what others have done. We would also like to showcase India's experiences also. That also we are doing very actively. GSI is doing very actively to show India as a world leader in 
ramping up good routine immunization program as well as covid vaccination lessons so india for the world we are trying to follow and making sure that the lessons which are learned in india are sort of shared across the world and if there are any good things happening across the world they could also yeah. come to india okay so we are about to close in a bit and uh, the final question is for the both of you uh, if you would have one parting message to parents caregivers and community and the community about the importance of increasing the immunization coverage what would it be basically why is it important for kids to get vaccinated my message to parents is that you know all parents want to give the best to their children right from the time of pregnancy and timely vaccination is one such gift that you must all give your children without fail mm. this simple but profoundly impactful step will safeguard your children from potentially life threatening illnesses mm. and my message to the community is timely vaccination is a shared responsibility yeah. and we as a community must uh, you know collectively participate in this movement and play our respective roles to build a resilient and disease free community what about you sir and my message to the uh, parents is that the government of india has a very strong program it is available right next door wherever you are living immunization is free of cost just you know take your child there whenever it is due talk to the local health worker and you know it will save your child and give him or her a very healthy future so you don't have to pay anything you just have to make sure that you know children are vaccinated at the right time thank you dr anuradha and dr sanjay for having this chat with me i think through this chat we have established that india and many other countries showed with commitment and efforts that progress can actually be restored to the pre pandemic levels countries and global partners must work in collaboration with local communities health forces and leaders to strengthen services and build trust within communities prior to outbreaks beginning india has come a long way in its immunization coverage but like we spoke earlier there are still gaps that need to be filled and efforts are being taken on that front Meanwhile it is conversations like these which help amplify the cause I hope this discussion helped you understand the immunization efforts in India and why we need to spread the message for our children Thanks a lot for listening to this podcast and I'll see you in the next one